Welcome back to another episode of Firewall. As usual, I'm your host, Bradley Tusk. My guests today are uh, two people that I've actually known on and off now or on for 13 years, uh, Patricia Machado and Regina Haynes. Um, thanks for joining us, guys. Hi, Bradley. Hi, Bradley. Thanks for having us. Yeah, sure. Um, we all know each other originally because all of our kids, and this will also include Hugo's kids, uh, are, are in school together and have been since kindergarten. Um, but I started working with Patricia and Regina a couple of months ago. Um, they started a company called Pride Groom that I think is really interesting. Uh, I chose to invest in it. Um, different than most of the stuff I invest in, but I, I, I think that what they're doing is exciting and uh, wanted to have them on to talk about it. And so let's start with this. What is Product Room? It's probably the easiest way to start. Well, we are a clean line of beauty products for dogs. And uh, we are four female founders. Uh, we have very different pedigrees. Uh, we are very passionate about our dogs above everything. Uh, and that was the motivation and the reason why we decided to start this company. Um, we were looking everywhere for products that will be um, up to par to our standards in terms of washing our dogs as well as uh, washing our family members. And uh, we couldn't find anything that was uh, in up to our standards, so we decided to roll up, up our sleeves and go out and uh, create a line of products for this market. And Regina, are, are you like a longtime dog person? Did like what? What? What about your own experience made you think, okay, this is an interesting business? Well, um, I'm a passionate dog person, and um, one of our partners is is as what? Well, well, we all are, but one of I said to one of our partners early on, Jane, I said. Let's start a company where we could talk about and look at dogs all day long. But, you know, the, the reason that we wanted to um, to start this company was because we didn't feel like there was the go to brand of dog shampoos that grooming products that, you know, we would want to keep in our home above the sink that looked good with the rest of our beauty products that we would want to give to people who got new puppies in their lives. There wasn't, you know, that go-to brand. There were other luxury brands dabbling in it, but they didn't own this, this category. And what, what so neither of you guys, you know, you guys both have impressive backgrounds, but neither of you had been, as far as I know, you know, started consumer product companies before. Um, Regina, what, what made you think that this was a doable idea and not just totally insane? Um, I don't know. I think you have to be a little bit insane to, <laughs> okay, to, to start, you know, to, to launch a company during a pandemic. Um, a month later, we were chosen by Oprah as one of her favorite things. And, you know, the surprises keep rolling in. I mean, I think like the, be the best reason to really start a company is because you feel like you're missing something in your life in the market. And I, I think the four of us came in with that belief that, that this product needs to be out there. And the response that we've had has, you know, really proven us correct. And Patricia, what, what did you like, what was the sign where you felt like, okay, this, this thing is starting to work. We're onto something here. First of all, um, the biggest dog mama uh, loved our product. Uh, it was not only uh, by accident or by any other way that Oprah chose our line to be one of her favorite things. She really loved our products and she uses her products on her dogs. Uh, this is a really big sign. I mean, it's a very strong pillar of our company is the quality of the product we, we deliver to our customers. I smile every day when a customer 
sends a review or sends an email uh, or a picture of their dog saying how much they love the product and how different the product is from every other product. So to answer your question, every day, I believe this more and more because every day we hear from our customers how this product is um, very, very different and um, is improving the, the, the quality of even their relationship with their dogs because of the scent and because of the results it delivers. And it was a very big surprise for us. So how did, Regina, how did Oprah happen? Um, well, I was sitting in my basement packing boxes in July and because um, Patricia and I were still doing all the distribution from our homes. And um, I just had a fantasy to <laughs> that, you know, the person who's, whose approval I wanted the most was Oprah. So um, I reached out to her creative director on Instagram just sent a DM and he said he would try the products. I sent them to him. He was um, upstate. And then I got a call from his assistant a week later saying, can you overnight these to Oprah? They only wash the dogs on Saturday. (laughs) So we didn't have to chase a UPS truck down. True story. I have the videos and the photos to prove it. And I got it because I had missed the last um, pickup from Staples. So I drove east. I got this UPS guy that was going to, you know, make that overnight to the West Coast um, shipment. And I bribed him, got our package on. And then a week after that, we got a call from the Oprah's team saying she really liked it. And then so what happens after that? So that uh, first of all, when I guess once you were got the FedEx guy and, and made <laughs> Saturday Saturday washing date, you guys I think probably knew that she would like it because you're you know really confident in the product. But so you get that call, which I'm sure you were on pins and needles for. And then like what 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 happens next, Regina? Like did you guys then? Well, next we're like we're gonna need a lot more dog shampoo <laughs> <laughs> and a lot more bottles and a lot more labels. And it's the height of the pandemic and the manufacturer, you know, keeps closing down and there are no bottles to find anywhere. But then we found the bottles, but we couldn't find the caps. So there were a few miracles that happened um, to prepare us for when this announcement was made in November. Um, We had the opportunity to go on Good Morning America and be part of their first reveal of Oprah's favorite things for the season. So, and we got to sell to the GMA in their uh, deals and steals um, sale. And, you know, we ha- we sold, I think it was about the customer acquisition. We sold 3,800 boxes um, in 48 hours and we got to keep that customer database. Wow. And yeah, so Patricia, tell me what the, the actual like manufacturing process has been like, supply chain, transporting everything, getting the formula right, make, finding vendors that you can count on. How, how has that been? So let me make this clear. We launched during COVID. <laughs> so supply chain is something that's a little foreign. And it's, it's, uh, it's been interesting. So we developed the formula with a beauty manufacturer uh, in New Jersey. Um, New Jersey is well known by the beauty factories that they, they have in the state. And uh, we developed the formula with this um very human beauty manufacturer. So we are from the get go, our line was never meant to be 
what is a traditional dog line. We are a beauty line developed in a beauty platform. So um, we did a ton of research, um, found the essential oils that will bring a lot of benefits to, to the skin and hair and fur of the dog. Um, and developed this formula and tested um, exhaust. We, we got to exhaustion, especially on my dog, which is <laughs> our tester dog. Um, I wash him every week anyways. Um, so we tested a lot of the product with our own dogs and our dog groomers with other people's dogs. And when we got um, happy with the results of the formula, uh, we also had the development of the scent, which we went to a fragrance uh, house. Um, and after um, testing thousands of different scents and, and fine-tuning what we wanted to be a very fresh and mature scent, a lot of the products for dogs smell like coconut or cotton candy. And we decided that that was not the way we want to go. We want a mature scent um, and a long-lasting scent. So after this process, we found uh, our final scent, put in the product. And uh, from that, so this manufacturer, um, he is a, a small manufacturer. He does um, small um quantities and no minimums with for us in the beginning without knowing opera was really um was really convenient uh, but then um we when we got to opera the fact that we we hook up with a with a factory in uh in china for the bottles we had to import from china and then between the holidays and all the, the things that happened uh, during COVID, we were able to source a good amount but was like in matter of days uh, that before the dates of the GMA and the dates of launch of opera, uh, that was always very lucky that we had in the matter of days everything available to to produce. Um, but the manufacturer worked with us really, really closely. Uh, I was in New Jersey several times making sure that we will have the product to be delivered because we also had issues with the ingredients. A lot of the ingredients, a lot of our essential oils come from abroad. And during COVID, everything was really difficult. So just for giving an example, a regular manufacturer now, uh, before COVID, the lead time to produce something was eight weeks. Now is about 15 weeks. So, you know, it takes a lot more planning in our stage that we are now. It takes a lot more planning for um, for the holidays or for sales to to organize that because the lead time is a lot longer. But we we went through with uh, with this manufacturer. He delivered everything. But then since then, we are able to develop a bigger manufacturer that is going to be able to produce um, in, a, in bigger amounts for us. Uh, and uh, now we are changing manufacturers. We are changing 3PLs because the 3PL that we had that uh, was before in New Jersey, close to the manufacturer that we had. And now we are moving to Massachusetts. So we are moving the 3PL. Uh, but we did had to import, uh, bring the caps, for example, for the bottles by by air, we will never never make it on time. So we had to during during uh, the process of producing for uh, the holidays and the end of the year for Oprah uh, uh, to bring caps by air and everything. And, and so, where does it go from here? Like now that you've made these these products and clearly the people like them and, and you're onto something. How do you guys uh, think about both what else you build for dogs? When do you pivot into other animals? 
Um, what's what's the thought process like that? Elijah, I'd love to hear from both of you on that. So Regina, why don't you go first? Um, well, we have um, we have other products that are in the works right now that um, you know we feel are essential to dog grooming, such as wipes and um, waterless shampoo. And um, yeah, we just we're gonna we're gonna continue in the in the beauty for dogs platform and and developing different products and um i you know where do we go every single day we we get opportunities that we've been getting opportunities that that you know there's this momentum going right now and and i think people have started considering their dogs in a different way really and like extending their health care to their pets um and um you know we were just asked to be part of sponsors in a new workout craze that's that's happening. They're building a village in the Hamptons, and um, we're we were asked to be sponsors along out, alongside Fred Siegel and Bandier and these major companies, and they're bringing us in, um, you know, just because they they really like the brand. So we're just gonna, you know, keep riding the roller coaster for as long as we can, and you know, hopefully, just you know, become that become that go-to brand for, for all things dog grooming. Yeah, um, we, um, we are really working on and investing in um, creating a community around our brand and establishing our brand, as Regina said a couple of times, as a go-to brand for uh, dog grooming and dog beauty. Uh, we are going to, uh, with the, the launch of the waterless shampoo and the wipes, we actually go a little broader than dogs. We can get to cats. Uh, full disclosure, I had a cat and I wash my cat with shampoo every week. <laughs> a lot of people are against that, <laughs> but I did. Uh, wait, wait, why can't I, I've never had a cat, but why why can't you wash a cat with shampoo? Every they week? don't really like it. Um, well, uh, cats they they lick themselves a lot more often than dogs. Um, cats are you know my dog is also he doesn't like being washed, but he has no option. Uh, but cats really don't, they don't, um, they don't love, um, water that much. Um, and they're a little more friskier than dogs, I think. So it's a little harder, um, to wash a cat, but a lot of people do wash their cats and some people don't. So, uh, it's not, not recommended. It's just that the people just don't do it. And where, um, where, where do you draw the line on animals like reptiles or birds? Like is your view of, if there's a market for grooming products, you'll make it? Or do you think like there's only so far you want to take this thing? I think it's, if, it's, if it's ethically and medically possible to do it, I mean, we would not, we have, we had uh, a customer that washed her bunny. Uh, <laughs> and then we, we recently reached out to a woman who was ordering gallons to see if she was a groomer. And she said, no, I have two golden retrievers that hike a lot. And I also use the shampoo on myself. Yes. Yeah. Well, have you guys ever seen in, in the kind of near school, or we all live roughly in the same area, the lady that walks the pig? The, yes, yes. Yeah. I wonder, you know. I, yeah. would, I would love to wash a pig. That's me really too. <laughs> yeah. I will go personally wash her pig. Yes. If you're listening, send us an email. <laughs> How do you guys sell this stuff? How do you think about it between online and, and what's in stores? So, Regina, how, how are you thinking about it? In terms of just like what's what's the ideal um, what's the ideal combination? Is it do you envision most of your sales coming through the through the website? 
Do you think it really, the website is sort of the marketing arm? Well, I like when it comes from the website, but but there's also a thrill when you walk into a store to see your product standing there. You know, we, you know, we didn't really have a lot of those opportunities because of COVID, but going forward, I mean, we were just picked up by Bloomingdale's, which is beyond exciting. We're at Selfridges in London. I can't wait to be able to travel and go see that. Um, for myself, we were picked up by a Japanese distributor and we shipped a ton of product to him that he's um, putting in high-end beauty and department stores there. Um, But, you know, we want to grow both is is the answer. Um, You know, I I love having our customers on our website because it feels like our community and they're coming straight to us. But, you know, I think it would be fun to have a brick and mortar store that we could have events in and, um, you know, at some point in New York City, because we're all very, you know, committed downtown New Yorkers. So what, what's your sense, Patricia, of lots and lots of people adopted dogs uh, during COVID, right? So there was sort of a boom moment for it. Uh, I, I've read that shelters are worried that a lot of dogs are going to start getting returned. Sort of as, as dog lovers and experts, how, how are you guys thinking about that? Um, and generally speaking, how do you think about dog trends to know like, hey, we're going to need to get out ahead of this trend and create this kind of product or this thing that everyone likes right now is probably going to be dead in a year and here's why. How do you guys think about all that? Mm-hmm. So just to give you uh, a number, 11 million homes adopted dogs. Uh, 11 million dogs were adopted during COVID. Um, is a lot. <laughs> um, and I think that the reason why I don't, I don't believe a lot of dogs are going to be returned is because people really created a bond with the dogs during COVID. Uh, in a level that is a different level from what we had before. I think that I think about I like to think about our industry. Uh, the pet industry has been changing and it has been proving being uh, um, recession proof for a, a while in uh, growing no matter no matter what happens in terms of the economy. But I like to feel I, I like to think about this industry as um there is a division on between uh, the past where the dogs were dogs that run in the yard and were considering dogs. I mean, people liked them, but they were not members of the family. Now dogs are members of the family. Um, they sleep with us. In fact, 65% of people have their dog, share their, their beds with their dogs. So it's, it's a very intimate relationship we have with the, with the dogs in the house. Um, and I think this is not going to go away. Um, added to the fact that dogs have a very short lifespan if compared with uh, humans, uh, and the care then for the dog is more intense, and the relationship with the dog is really um, enhanced because of that. And people in the lifetime tend to have multiple dogs. So, um, you know, it is um, a a member that's going to go through life with you and is going to, to... be part of your life, you know, several, several dogs will be part of your life throughout your life, if you're lucky. Um, so I think that one thing is the, um, this relationship that's really strong. The other thing that I, I, I see is, for example, in the dog industry, uh, and you can see the trend from there. Uh, first, we had all the dog food that was, um, you know, 
flood, flooding the market with uh, the higher quality food. Don't give kibble to your dog. Give the, you know, the, the more um, prepared, the customized uh, subscription services that are out there in the market um, and offering a more high quality, um, you know, health, healthy uh, way of uh, feeding your animals. And then from there, the food is the first need. And then we have the other needs, right? So people now dress their dogs. So there is the the, the clothing and the, and the leashes and the grooming comes in that, in that um, pyramid of needs as well. I mean, you're looking for products that are healthier for yourself in terms of uh, self-care and, and uh, natural ingredients and vegan ingredients and, and um, you know, uh, uh, ethically sourced ingredients, and then you start looking at your dog and say, "Wow, I'm washing my dog with basically detergent." So, no, I'm not going to look at the formula. We see our customers really looking at the ingredients, asking those questions. You know, it's very uh, the, the customer is becoming really well educated, um, and I think that uh, this reflects the the trend of selecting uh, higher quality products for for this member of the family. Yeah. Sorry. So let me, I'm going to do something that's probably frustrates you guys. because I'm going to, I'm going to throw a product idea at you, which probably everyone does every time now. <laughs> I love it. Um, so here's, and it's, it's, it comes out of a problem, which is, so we have a dog, Sam, that I'm sure you guys have seen around and yeah. Harper will not let him sleep in the bed with us because her point is, and it's pretty reasonable. He's out in the streets of New York city every day mm-hmm. and we don't want to give him a bath every single time we come back inside with him. So therefore uh, we're not really looking, you know, it's disgusting. Is there like a spray or some product that you could imagine that like you could just do quickly on the dog so you don't have to have a bath, but there's a good answer to the, you know, how, do you, yeah. how, how would that work? Well, we have, that's, that's what we have coming. It's a waterless shampoo and it comes out like a foam and you mm-hmm. could, um, you just put it on the dog and it wipes away the dirt. We're also, we also have our wipes coming out. So, you know, you would, I, I keep my wipes, they're not our wipes yet, but they will be shortly by the front door. And when the dogs come in, I wipe down their feet. All right. Well, that that is actually a perfect segue then to say, how do people find the product? So we are online on our own uh, website, prideandgroomnyc.com uh, or prideandgroom.com. And we also sell on Amazon uh, and Chewy. Um, and we are in several stores. Um, we, we are in New York City. We're in a store that's by our neighborhood, Doggy Style, uh, in, on University Place. Um, we are also in Home Goods in, in some selected stores. Um, and if you want to, you are in London, you can buy on Selfridges, but you can buy a Selfridges online as well. There you go. Cool. All right. Well, hey, Patricia Machado, Regina Haynes, thank you so much for joining me. Congrats on the company. And uh, as both an investor, so I'm conflicted, but also as a dog owner where we use the product uh, religiously now, um, I, I really do recommend it. So, all right, guys, thank you. Thank Bradley. you.